Hey, what is up, everybody? And welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. Today, if you're watching a video, you can see that we are both rocking some green. It is St. Patty's Day, so happy St. Patty's Day uh, to all of you out there. And we have so much information to cover here. We have trades and obviously a ton of free agent signings. Um, so I don't know how much we're going to get in here today, Mr. Kevin, but how are you? Doing well. St. Patrick's Day. It's my annual leprechaun party today. Made some jello shooters just this morning. Bobby, if I may, can I just say how irritated I get by Americans who go around saying they're Irish? There are quite a few of them. It's so freaking irritating because nobody, especially them, but nobody in their family, probably for three, four, five generations, has even stepped foot in Ireland, yet they go around pretending they're Irish. When I tell people I'm actually an American. To, Imagine that. So what I don't understand, I mean, I have, I did in, in college, I had to do this 20-page report on your family, uh, uh, what, what's a lineage. Yeah, your and genealogy and all that. My good family's stuff. like ninety percent Irish, yet I don't pretend that I'm Irish because guess what, I'm not. But let, let me ask you this: Say you're an American family, and say around 1920 you move to, let's just say England. Do their like great grandkids and and others in the family go around telling everybody, "Yeah, I'm an American. I'm an American. Fancy some fish and chips." You know, it doesn't even make sense. Do people do that in the world to go around saying they're American when they're not? I don't know. That's a good question. And another thing is a lot of these folks that are probably saying they're Irish, they're, you know, their parents told them that, their grandparents told them that. But uh, so I um I was always told that on my mom's side, I was like one sixteenth Native American to the point that like if you go to college, you can go for free in America if you are one sixteenth yeah. Native American. And so I was like, OK. Awesome. And I ended up, uh, I did not do that in college. Um, but, um, I did, uh, what is it? The ancestry.com deal. Yeah. And they looked and I'm like 96%, um, European, there's zero native American in my blood. So all these folks that maybe think they're Irish from family stories and tales might not be true at all. Oh yeah. Very good. So what's that? Oh, Elizabeth Warren, who goes around pretending that she's Native American and it was proven she wasn't, yet she still pretends that she is because somebody in her family, like her great, great, great grandparents told her one day that she is or told somebody they didn't tell her, but told somebody it's all a bit ridiculous. People, you're an American. Deal with it and enjoy the day anyway. You can yeah. celebrate your lineage without pretending you are Irish. Kevin, I, I need to remind you of some some um, words spoken by the great philosopher George Costanza. It's not a lie if you believe it. That's true. That is true. <laughs> oh, one That's of the greatest that, lines yeah. in Seinfeld history. All right, sir, let's get this ball rolling here. Um, in what's probably <laughs> the biggest story of the last week is the Carolina Panthers became the first team since 2016 when the Rams did it for Jared Goff to trade up to the number one spot in the draft. 
Uh, they sent the ninth pick, the 61st pick, a first round pick next year, a second round pick in 2025, and wide receiver DJ Moore to the Chicago Bears. And everyone thinks that the Panthers got hosed, uh, except maybe me. But I know that you are not a huge fan of the deal for Carolina. You love it for Chicago. So tell me why. Well, I know your big thing is you continue to rely on a draft formula from 35 years ago. but As do most NFL teams. Yeah, and it works out great for them with their stupid-ass traits. But this one is beyond stupid. Carolina just got taken by the balls, and they just ripped them off and just stuck them in their mouths. It's just – I apologize, but it's early in the morning. It It is, and the imagery was unneeded. I, I, I apologize, but this was just so stupid. And we and I – you and I talked uh, a good bit about it. The only reason it can make any sense to me is that Carolina – was frightened somebody else might jump them. Uh, but Definitely. aside from that, the the trade package Justin picks, I think, was stupid. And then on top of it, you just say, by the way, why don't you take the best player on our team off our hands as well, just for fun? Let's just throw that in. The whole thing makes very little sense. They've given up so much. They have the worst roster in the entire league. Now you completely handcuffed yourself all for a crapshoot on a quarterback. Once again, Florio and his left-wing idiocy made sense on something that this whole thing, like he started listing quarterbacks draft for the last 20 years and how much of it is a true straight-up crapshoot and how it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to give up that much for a dart throw when you could have made the same dart throw at nine. And kept all your picks, or maybe yeah, just moved up to five or six and kept and not having to give up so much draft capital. If they get the next Tom Brady, I'll look back and say, you know what? Bravo, <laughs> bravo. But I don't see that happening, not out of this quarterback class. Yes, it's been it's been quite a while, I believe, since someone traded up to the number one pick for a quarterback and it really panned out. Uh, You could argue Jared Goff because he played in a Super Bowl, although it wasn't really him that got them there. But that sort of waited a little bit because teams that want the first overall pick for a quarterback obviously don't have one. Well, if you have a great quarterback, you're not picking number one or anywhere near it. And also, um, if if you do have a good quarterback, then I'm trying to think of how to word this here. So the teams that have great quarterbacks don't need number one, so they don't trade up for them. And if you are a team that's up there and needs a quarterback and there is one that's great coming out, a la Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck, I mean, you go all the way back to Peyton Manning, you're not giving that pick up. So if a team is up there and they're willing to give that pick up, then maybe that quarterback isn't actually worth it anyway. So, uh, but that being said, Frank Reich was part, and this is my this is my spiel on why I don't think it's terrible for Carolina. I do love it for Chicago. I really do. I think they did a nice job here, especially as you mentioned with the DJ Moore um, throw in there at the end. But so Frank Reich was part of the 2016 Philly team that traded up for Carson Wentz. Two years later, 
Uh, he's an MVP candidate. And although he wasn't the quarterback when they won the Super Bowl, that team did win the win a championship. So Reich's all fired up. He goes to Indianapolis. I have Andrew Luck. Let's do this thing. Just kidding. Luck goes and retires. Now what? Well, now we have Jacoby Brissett. We we're scrambling around. We get Philip Rivers. We get Matt Ryan. And Carolina, they've they've had seven cute quarterbacks start a game. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, PJ Walker, Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater, Kyle Allen, and Will Greer. And that's all since 2019. So I've talked about the Jimmy Johnson trade value chart. As far as the picks go, it, it adds up pretty well. The numbers come out just about evenly. The first pick is worth 3,000 points, and all the picks that um, Carolina gave up equal about 3,000 points. There's also there's always going to be a tax for someone trading up uh, to get a quarterback. DJ Moore was that tax. That's a tough pill for me to swallow. Obviously, their best um, offensive playmaker and – the wide receiver room is need some serious, serious work. Um, but that being said, Frank Reich finally is going to get whoever he wants, whoever his guy is. In my opinion, it's probably going to be CJ Stroud. I know that's Vegas's odds as well, but I don't hate it because you have to have a quarterback. And if Reich loves whoever he loves and he gets him and it works out and that is the quarterback for the next 10 years for them, then, you know, I think that's worth it. I think there's about a 3% chance all that works out the way you just described it. They have no weapons. Who did they just sign yesterday? Uh, your boy or my boy, Miles Sanders. Yeah. So he can go down there now and just basically look into retirement here in about two years. But he's going to um, be the guy. We wanted him to be the guy. We've wanted him to be the huh? guy He'll on a that. team. And just, he's there's nothing around him, so he's just going to get bottled up. Uh, yeah, they're, they're an atrocious team. I had talked to you when we talked about this extensively, unless, uh, what's the, what's the Tepper? Is that, that's the owner down David, there, right? David Tepper. Yes. So unless they have some deal in place that he's going to give him a three year grace period, this whole thing will just blow up because they're going to suck. They're going to win like maybe one or two games next year. Um, this quarterback's going to probably take about 60 sacks. He has nobody to throw to. It's just going to be trash. And so unless they have some deal in place, like, hey, we're going to give you time to make this happen, I think they're in real trouble. Um, this, again, doesn't make any sense to me. They could have taken any one of these crapshoot quarterbacks at like five or six. One of them might even drop to nine and kept all their picks. I I don't see any of these quarterbacks being some transcendent talent, like you said, that that you would give up that much to move up to one. As far as the Bears go, they hit the jackpot because there's only maybe one guy who was a definite number one. That's not happening now since he's run afoul with the law. Um, and they already have their quarterback. So they didn't really want the one anyway. And they take this huge haul. And still are at number nine. They're still going to get a quality player there because the first 20 players are all the same person from an, an overall skill standpoint, obviously different positions. I, I just think, man, and then like, like we said, we can't discount the fact that they just threw in DJ Moore for fun. You can have your formulas all day long, which I think are trash anyway, because formulas are just points. They don't account for anything really. But then you throw in DJ Moore just for, Shits and giggles. It's well, we had another um 
uh, draft day Kevin Costner moment when he's like, and I want I want DJ Moore just for the heck of it. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, I mean? dude. It, I, I, I just don't know what they were thinking, but I don't need to. It's not my team. They don't care what I think. So continue sucking. Have fun. Uh, yeah, and I think Rank, I think Frank Reich has to have some sort of grace period. It's not like the bar set real high for success in Carolina right now. I know they played in a Super Bowl a bunch of years ago with Cam Newton, but you know that was that was a long time ago. Yeah, they had and, some skilled um, players, and he wasn't a rookie. It's one thing right. to throw a rookie in for the 49ers, who have maybe the best all around uh, skill players, you know, lineup in the league. It's it's one thing to throw in somebody like that to throw one into Carolina who has literally nothing. How's that going to work? Yeah, I agree more with that one. Uh, and you brought up Jalen Carter, who was the presumed number one overall pick, might have been number one overall last year if he had come out. Yeah. I mean, completely dominant force in that Georgia Bulldogs defense. Uh, and then obviously he runs into some trouble uh, with the law. You know, racings, uh, another car, car ended up crashing and people got hurt. Um, one of them killed and, or did they, they both were killed. Two people killed. No, no just one. Of them. Oh yeah. Okay. So one, one player. And then I think that one girl. A scout, scout something anyway. Um, so he gets in trouble for that, but he lied to the cops about it. And what I, what I just heard over the weekend is something that I didn't hear uh, was that pr prior to this, during the season, he got pulled over by a cop. And the cop told him, hey, I know, you know, this would be terrible if you get a speeding ticket going like 80 and a 40 or something. I don't want to do that to you. Please, you and all your friends, tell them to slow down. And the cop let him go. But he didn't listen. Apparently and so not. this happens. And then two days ago at Georgia's Pro Day, he shows up nine pounds heavier than he was at the Combine like two weeks ago and couldn't even finish the drills because he was gassed and cramping yeah. up. You know, for me, the number one thing, I don't care how good you are. I don't care what you look like on the field. Number one for me is character. And this dude is showing that he may not have that. He may not have the drive that he's going to need to be successful in the NFL. And I can't uh, – he was a top – no matter what, a top three player in this draft. And I don't care who you are. And for me, uh, if I'm an NFL team picking up there, I don't think I want him. I, I don't want to gamble on a guy that has been given so many chances, refuses to listen, refuses to make good choices, and can't even nine pounds in two weeks. Now I know bigger guys like I can throw on some weight. But, Bell. Dude, what do you you have the golden goose in your lap? You're he, set for life. And you dude, can't. probably since fifth grade, this guy has been entitled. He knew they he knew everyone around him knew what was going to eventually happen. So you go through life with no rules, no repercussions, no consequences. Do whatever you want till one day somebody, some people end up dead, and he's still getting away with it. He was charged yesterday officially with two misdemeanors. So, is, right. and since it's happened before he was uh, drafted, the NFL can't even can't even do anything about it. So the big problem with a character like this, it's one thing if you're just a jackass and you run your mouth and things like that. Say like a T.O., who I adore and love T.O., but he never got in trouble with the law. He just ran his mouth a lot about his team. That's one thing. This guy, the problem here is when you hand $60 million to a guy who can't control himself anyway, now we really have a problem. And on top of that, 
T.O.'s 50 years old almost, and he's in better shape than half the NFL. So you know he never showed up. He's in better shape than more than half the NFL. Have you seen the dude? He looks like he's chiseled out of a rock yesterday. He's I would I would sign him. Still run still running like a four five forty at 50 years old. Just get out there and just run nine routes for me every play. He's gonna have to take at least one defender with him. And every now and then he'll be open. I'll throw you a bomb. Dude, he's completely right, too. And you're right. You can't tell me that there aren't at least 20 teams in a league that could use him. That he wouldn't instantly be their number one receiver. How about Carolina Panthers? There it is. Let's go, Frank. Give him a call. Yeah, he's he's better than Terrace Marshall, I'm sure. Oh, man. If, you love him. You would Four be better than Marshall. Terrace Marshall if you had hands. Oh, man. All right. Uh, a couple other trades we saw. Jalen Ramsey. Uh, is going to Miami for the, was it, pick 77, I think, and tight end Hunter Long. Um, Darren Waller to the Giants for a third-round pick. That's an interesting move. Yeah, uh, he I think said for everyone. he had no idea. Yeah. I don't know well, if you saw that. See. He had no clue that he was even on the trade block. I see, and I see it from both sides because the Giants, granted Daniel Bellinger had a decent rookie year, but he's not Darren Waller, and the Giants need playmakers to throw to, although they did bring back their boy Darius Slayton, who they hated last year and made him take a pay cut to stay on the team and now gave him a two-year deal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But but from the Raiders' viewpoint, it's like, look, man, you had a great two-year run, but it's been two years since then. we got to have you on the field and th- open up some cap space. So I, I see it from both sides there. Did, did you uh, see then, a side note to Darren Waller, how all the people the the, the in this pansy butthurt world that his wife, jokingly put on Twitter that he was traded because the GM and coach head coach were not invited to their wedding jokingly. And it turned into this firestorm of her bullying people and this and that and the other. And it's just like, what in the world, what does the world come to? People are nuts. Um, And then another defensive guy, Stefan Gilmore goes from Indianapolis to Dallas for a fifth round pick. Uh, I hate that because Gilmore is still a very good player. And that definitely makes Cowboys defense better. Uh, And then Jonu Smith to the Falcons for a seventh round pick. What a bargain for Atlanta because I mean, before going to to New England and I, I appreciate that New England took the, took their L on this one. They went out, they spent a bunch of money on Jonu Smith and for some reason they couldn't get him involved. And so they said, you know what? Forget this. We'll give him up for basically nothing. And he goes to Falcons where Arthur Smith ran the offense in Tennessee where he was successful. Now, I don't know what this does to Kyle Pitts, if anything. Um, it's not like Kyle Pitts was doing. It's it sort of just if you had any hope for Pitts, I feel like this, you know, kills that even more than than, you know, where we already were with him. But um I read a rumor thing about a week or not a week ago when this happened a few days ago that maybe pitches rehab's not going as well as they had hoped. And Janu, if anything, is as much of a uh, safety blanket as anything else. Yeah, and he knows the offense, so there shouldn't be yeah. too much of a, of a learning curve. Uh, now, the legal tam- tampering period started on Monday, and that's, you know, when all those um, deals come out. But it's funny because you and I have spoken before about, you know, it's 12 it starts at noon and at 1205 we get a deal right there's already 17 deals done (laughs) right so two separate um guys i heard from one was andrew brandt uh he was the former money man for the green bay packers forever and the other one's rick spielman who's a former front office guy for miami and minnesota a couple other teams and they said that the illegal tampering period 
is absolutely 100% real, and it is why we continue to have the combine. Both of them said, because they were in on these, you know, talking to agents and everything at the combine, Andrew Brandt said he went to, I think, I mean, several combines and never saw one single workout because he's in the office and an agent comes up to him because all of the agents are at the combine and says, you know, hey, if your guy were to become available, what kind of deal is he looking for? And technically that's not tampering. He's just talking to an agent, asking questions. And then Rick Spielman comes on. He goes, yes, um, illegal tampering. It happens all the time. Absolutely. Everywhere, especially at the combine. No, me personally, I would never do anything like that. And then everybody laughs because, I mean, it's such an absolute joke. Um, Oh, and then another thing with the NFL is they don't actually care about all this stuff because the trade for Ramsey came out on like Monday or so, maybe even Sunday. might have been before legal tampering period started. Well, trades cannot become official until free agency, the new league year starts on Wednesday at 4 p.m. or whatever it was. Yet the NFL – on their website, posted a picture of Ramsey in a Dolphins jersey on like Sunday or Monday. You can't do that if it's not officially done, but the NFL does it anyway because they don't care. And I, I asked this question on um, on the Facebook page. If they don't care, why do they take that pick from Miami? I, I really think it's just more punishment for the whole fire and Brian Flores and getting all this negative attention um, to the NFL. Because if we, if former front office guys come out and say, look, we illegally tamper every single year. Why did they hammer the Dolphins and take their first-round pick? Well, they actually got caught doing it. It's one thing if you're just whispering in somebody's ear talking about it. It's another one when you put it in writing. You know, they got straight-up busted for it, so they had to do something. But uh, you, if you're going to do the, the illegal, which we know happens all season long, uh at least be smart enough to not make a paper trail. Okay, that's fair. Because you start to put you start to put the NFL in a difficult position. Then they they allow it. They know what's going on. Blah blah blah. But there has to be a little give and take there. Like, okay, we're going to turn a blind eye to this, but it's difficult when a reporter ha- gets access to all this language that you put in writing and post it to on in the USA Today. It's difficult for us to turn a blind eye to that when they have proof that you were doing it. That I mean, okay. that's really my only thought on that. I could Gotta be that. a little smarter. And I know uh, a couple restructures, quote unquote, uh, annoyed you because we talk all the time about how the salary cap is fictitious and it's 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 not real. It's just a figment of our imagination. Just something really we talk is. about. Deshaun Watson, they restructured his deal deal and cleared up $36 million in cap space. And Josh Allen and Von Miller did the same thing. And the Bills created $32 million in cap space. So why do we even have a a salary cap? What is the point and purpose of this? There there is a sore one. So you can't just sign a whole whole lineup of $50 million players. But generally speaking, yes, it's just stupid. You just push all the money down the road, knowing that the salary cap is expected to go up roughly 15 to $20 million every year for the next five years. So you'll easily be able to absorb that down the road. Right. It's all just shenanigans and foolishness. It does at least prohibit these, like the NBA, like these stupid super teams where every all-star goes so to help LeBron win a championship since he can't win them on his own. So... It does prohibit that, but other than that, it's a joke. With like an hour left, there were four teams that were still way over the cap 
All you do a couple quick restructures, give a guy more of a signing bonus. Boom, all we're all under now. You didn't yeah, change anything. Yeah. You didn't anyone, do anything. You just push the money yeah. down the road when you can easily absorb it. Yeah. Mahomes just redid his too. Oh, yeah. I did see that. Was That was just yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. All right. Um. So on to these free agents. Obviously, we can't touch on, I mean, maybe 10%. It's very, very low uh, percentage here. But uh, some quarterbacks. Sam Darnold to San Francisco is interesting given their quarterback situation. He he might be the week one starter out there. And not that he's had a real successful career to this point, but if you're going to succeed, San Francisco's, you know, that's going to be the spot. Yeah. And then uh, Jimmy Garoppolo finally found a home in Las Vegas, we think. I did not realize that he had not put pen to paper. And right before the show, uh, you told me that was true. So that's Las Vegas cannot let him leave. They they have no one. There's no, I mean, there's yeah. no one left that you want. So they got to get that done. Oh, Mike Gusecki just signed with the Patriots. Oh, oh man. Out with John U, in with Gusecki. I like that for them. Hunter Henry's yeah. your your blocker and, and he's your playmaker down the scene. Yeah. Smart move. Um any other quarterback news for you? Mariota just officially signed with the Eagles. Yeah. I did see that, but and, and you know, I'm glad that we're getting more uh, intelligent and smarter and um yeah, that makes a lot backups. that makes a lot more sense because he can run that offense not nearly as well, exactly. but he can run the same offense. Um, how about our boy uh Baker Mayfield will Just likely be starting for the Bucks. They gave him a yeah, one unless, year prove it deal. Um unless Kyle Trask beats him out, but I don't think any I don't even think um Kyle Trask's mom thinks he can beat out no, I, that, that's not any, happening. Uh Minshew to Indy. Minshew Mania and Indy, buddy. Let's go. So here's what I think. And and I, you know, this is we got to bring it up because it's all over the news everywhere. We don't have to talk, you know, just just for a minute. But if I'm Indianapolis, I got Gardner Minshew. I got a guy who's been a starter in the NFL and who had a you know spot start last year. And granted, he wasn't Tom Brady, but he certainly wasn't, you know, some other terrible quarterbacks. He was okay. So I'm in Indy. I can rely on my running game. I say the number four overall pick comes to me and I take Will Anderson or whoever is top of my board. That's not a QB because Will Levis is not ready. Anthony Richardson's not ready. Stroud and Young are going to be gone. And as soon as I make my pick, I call Lamar Jackson and I say, hey, I'm going to give you four years, $170 million fully guaranteed. What do you think? And just go all out for Lamar. See if Baltimore's you know willing to do that because – yeah, you got to give up two first-round picks, but you're not giving up the fourth overall pick, right? You're getting that pick for you, and then who cares about the future picks because you don't plan on picking up that high again. So you're you're giving up le- you know lower picks for Lamar. I think that'd be a decent uh, decent deal for Indy. Maybe um, you think high more highly of L. Jackson. I do. You have to change your entire offense. You have to do all these things. I don't know because they have um, that running game, which Baltimore obviously had. Yeah. So, yeah, you're going to have to tweak and everything. He's got a number one receiver, Michael Pittman, who I obviously love. And they have 14 tight ends that are capable of playing over there. So I don't I don't mind it. I would love it because I think Andy's still going to suck and the Ravens will still get a high pick next year. Maybe not four, but top ten. Um, yeah, I'd love that because I want him going. I can't wait. I just pray that he's going now. I'm done with him. 
Um, one more, though. I'm going to put you to it. Your house is on the line. Who okay. is the day one starter in Atlanta? It's Ritter. T- Taylor Heineke came out yesterday and said, I'm here to be the best backup to Desmond Ritter. He did, but then I read an article yesterday somewhere else, one of their beat writers down there saying, don't be so sure that there's already talk in the building that Desmond Ritter might not be the starter day one. Listen, I've seen this movie. I, I, I've seen Tyler Taylor Heineke. I, I know how this plays I'm, out. I'm just telling you what it said. We'll see. I, uh, I, I agree do. with you. I think it'll be Ritter, too. I think you've invested too much to sit him now. But yeah, I, yeah. you go to camp, and maybe he thinks Heineke can run that offense better. Who knows? So, got to touch on my Eagles. Uh, they are not necessarily making moves with new free agents, but they are doing something even better which I wasn't sure they'd be able to do, and that's bring back most of your Super Bowl um, losing roster. But they got you there, so uh, they they brought both corners. James Bradbury came back. He tested the waters, didn't like it. Darius Slade did the exact same thing, and they are aging. I know you had mentioned that uh, before the show, but they still played very well last year. They got another year or two left in them. Fletcher Cox came back. He said he, you know, hometown discount for him. Jason Kelsey came back. Love all of that. Uh, Miles Sanders is gone to Carolina, which we can discuss. But my favorite one is they went out and they signed Rashad Penny. One year, I think it's $1.3 million. Man, you and I both love him when he's on the field. He, I mean, he, what did he average? 6.2 yards a carry in Something Seattle like before it's he got some, hurt? Some ridiculous number. And in this offense, with Kenneth Gainwell, who – gets more carries every year he's in the league. And then for some odd reason, they bring back Boston Scott. They love him there. But plus Jalen Hurts, Penny is not going to get a ton of carries. Maybe they can keep him healthy. And if so, boy, oh boy, I'd love to see him run behind this offensive line. Yep. One year, 1.35 mil. Is that a no-brainer move or what? It's 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 barely above the league minimum. What a perfect marriage. And poor I, Rashad I Penny, what, I feel so bad for him. Exactly. what His agent needs fired. How could you not get more for, for him? I know he's been hurt, but there's always that's a team it. willing to take a chance on a guy that's averaging six yards a carry for his career. Uh, well, well, one thing that's killing him is the same thing that's killing the tight end market is that it's a deeper free agent class, and it's also a deep draft. So there are a ton of running backs it coming is, out man, that teams can get but I'm just, I know, but still, the league minimum, pretty much? I'm with you, man. I, I'm I'm with you 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying he should be getting 12 there. mil here, but maybe three? Yeah, easy. I mean, Especially they gave Boston Scott more money. I know. <laughs> Mike Boone, more money. Travis Homer, more money. Well, Matt Breida, more money. I Look, I I'm certainly not going to argue. It's odd, very odd. I do like I do like Miles Sanders in Carolina, and you know he's familiar with Frank Reich, and you know they know each other. Um, was Frank Reich there when they drafted Miles Sanders? Uh, maybe his rookie year. It'll be close. Maybe. You can check that out. Maybe. Uh, one thing that you and I had mentioned and and kind of called were all Dolphin running backs are back. Every single yeah. one of them was a free agent. And every single one of them resigned, including Salvan Ahmed and Miles Gaskin. They just they brought the whole gang back. 
Uh, Sanders was drafted in 2019, so it was right there. Then okay. you knew better than me. Um, uh, they missed it because once the okay. Eagles went to that Super Bowl, Reich went to went to Indy. Gotcha. Um, but obviously he has those connections, and you know, yeah, call up a couple coaches. The, from the thing I like about it is what we you said before the show to me. He finally at least is he's going to be he should be at least the top dog there. Yeah, there's just nothing um, around him. Right, Chuba Hubbard, I think, is still there, but he's shown that he's kind of just a guy. He's had a few good games. Uh, Deonta Foreman's gone. He signed with Chicago. I he like did. that. He's a big bruising back, and they but they also have Khalil Herbert, who has been fantastic in the spot starts that he's um, that he's had. I hate it for fantasy. I love it for the Bears. Correct. I agree. Um, and I tell you what, man, the Bears are all in on running the football. They they already have Cole Komet. At tight end, they went out and they signed Robert Tunyon, who, I mean, they're going to run two tight ends with these, with Komet and Tunyon, you know, bigger bodied guys. Yeah. You got a quarterback that runs the ball. You got two running backs that are talented. You know, they're not upper echelon, but they both can get the job done. I mean, they are good and for it's them. It's crazy that we're thinking that way because when you look at it, you could make the argument they have maybe a top 10, top 12 receiving core now. Uh, they certainly didn't last year. They Remember, certainly didn't we were last like, this year. Is the worst receivers in football. Clay Claypool came in and did didn't do much. There's no rapport. Mooney was out most of the season, but now then they're healthy. You have a you know an off season under their belt, and you add in DJ Moore just for fun. I mean, they, you, their offense should score some points. You're going to have your pick of the litter for receivers in the draft because I don't think any one of them is going to go in the top eight. Plus, there's still some free agents out there. A few weeks, two weeks ago, I think, I posted on the on the Facebook page, what if they take one of those second-round picks they have and turn it into DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, now you're really, really doing stuff yeah. um, for your offense and getting getting fields those playmakers. I think they need a D. I think, they, I think now they've got enough playmakers to just leave the offense alone and find a way to play defense. Because they had Four games last year, they won 30, they scored 32 points and they still lost. Or even a pick nine, you're going to have a plethora of offensive linemen you could take. Yeah, we were talking how sweet would it be for them if, as much as he, we're not sure about, Jalen Carter fell the whole way to nine just because of all these legal issues. And he could. He He definitely could. Don't think he will, but it definitely, if it happened, it wouldn't blow our minds. I mean, if we're already talking about it. Right. Uh, Speaking of the Bears. Their running back uh, that they've had for the last few years, David Montgomery, left and went to Detroit, division rival. Um, the first thing that you texted me was something about my uh, this move. It, there goes uh, my love for DeAndre Swift. No, or, your, uh, is that, there goes your uh, D Swift wet dreams. Oh, man. DeAndre Swift. What could have been? Uh, David Montgomery, three down skill set. Uh, you know, he's not gonna light you up for anything i think he had the lowest 15 yard runs of any running back in the league last year with you know 200 carries but detroit doesn't need that they have some playmakers they have swift if they need to bust a big play they have a Ross st brown um so i'm not worried about that good for it's them at a point with this this signing is to me um sort of the knock on swift that you if you have swift you have to have insurance yes. because it's likely he'll miss between four to eight games and you have to have something viable behind him knowing that 
you weren't going to pay Jabal Williams, which I don't really understand that. But th this is insurance, but he's going to, he'll get a lot again. Amazing for the Lions. They hit the jackpot here, but awful, awful, awful for fantasy. Yeah, I would say I agree with you. If I'm the, the Lions, I'd have to look at the contracts. I don't know what Montgomery's deal was. And Jamal Williams signed with New Orleans. Smart for New Orleans. Um, I'm not sure what that contract looks like either. It's, they're about it, the same, actually. Right. And I feel like Montgomery's an upgrade. I feel like he's Jamal Williams plus. Right. Um, yeah. And J Jamal Williams isn't known for his hands. David Montgomery gets, I mean, he's a receiving back. He can catch the ball no problem. Yeah. So I like that. And then, um, yeah, we mentioned Jamal Williams to uh, this whole musical chairs here. Right. Montgomery leaves Chicago and goes to, um, oh, wait, it was a Miles Sanders leaves Philly to Carolina. Deontay Foreman leaves Carolina to Chicago. Montgomery left Chicago to Detroit, and Jamal Williams left Detroit to go to New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, and as then as far as money goes, Sanders got the most 25 mil, Montgomery 18 mil, Jamal Williams 12. Okay. But was was Montgomery's for a, an extra year? No, three years. Mm. Okay. Well, then they paid, they paid for Jamal Williams plus then. James Robinson to New England. I have no idea what to think about that. Um, but that's all I got for running backs. Any other running backs stick out in your mind? Uh, Madison staying in Minnesota was big yep. because they really want him in case they get rid of Cook. Right. Which right. there's still there's still talks, but I think their problem is gonna they're gonna want more than teams are gonna be willing to give up for uh again an Oft injured and semi underperforming back. Yeah, and Cook and Mixon, they're um, they're still still floating out there. They might get cut or traded. So they could. See how that goes. Yeah, it's going to matter. I think what what these teams do in the draft. I would be surprised if either one of them are going, unless the team knocks their socks off before the draft. But if you get in the draft and you get some nice replacements for them, and you need to clear some cap room to to sign them. Man, those are easy cuts. Um, and then well, this was a very weak wide receiver class, so not a lot to talk about there. Juju signs with New England for basically the exact same deal that Jacoby Myers signed with Las Vegas. And did and you see Jacoby Myers' tweet? Did you see Joby, uh, Jacoby Myers' tweet? Huh. So he left New England because they weren't willing to pay him and signed with the Raiders. And which is great. I think that's great oh, for the yeah. Raiders. Absolutely. Him as a number two to Devontae Absolutely. Adams. I mean, perfect. Well, then Juju signs with New England for, I'm pretty sure it's the exact same deal. And um, Jacoby's like, he, he tweeted something like, oh, like something about her, his feelings are hurt or something because obviously he wanted to stay in New England and yeah. they wouldn't give him money, but they gave somebody else the exact same deal. Well, it's it's, it's it's significantly less. It's still a lot of money. Jacoby got three for thirty three, Juju three for twenty five five. I mean, it's seven and a half okay. million dollars okay. difference. But you're right; they couldn't come up with that money to keep their guy. And I don't think um, Juju's going to. I think he'll create some waves in New England. I could see that ending before the season's even over. Well, Bill Belichick doesn't really TikTok, so it's. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, other than that, not much. To, I think the biggest thing was Lazard signing with the Jets is the the precursor for what's to come. 
Yeah, but the, I don't know who's messing around. I don't know if the Jets are low balling or if the Packers are feeling like, hey, we, we hold all the cards. You're going to give us what we want or but else? See, they don't. They, they There's this imaginary thing, Florio getting right about this imaginary thing that the Packers hold the cards. They don't because you already came out and said, we 100% don't want this guy on our team anymore. How is that holding the cards? Yeah, you still have his rights, but you've made it very clear you don't want him there. So what are you going to do if you get stuck with him? <laughs> it's it's like going to be a great house here. Plus, you're trading away all your receivers. I mean, how's that going to pan out? But it's almost like they're playing poker, and they say they're bluffing, but they're still going all in. And the other guys, the other guy is confused. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. What he told me he's bluffing, but he's still all in. I don't yeah, I don't know what to it's do. It's crazy. <laughs> so I think Green Bay is. We we can pretend they're holding the cards, but they really aren't. And are they really going to keep holding on and demanding this and go through the draft without all these picks? It makes it makes such little sense. Uh, I can't imagine the deal doesn't get done before then because right now it doesn't need to get done for either team. It's not like they're having off-season activities right now. So what does it matter? Maybe they're, maybe they're telling the Jets, look, we want that – what will the Jets pick? 12 or 13? 13, I think. Like that. We want that pick, and the Jets are saying no. And the Jets are going to call their bluff. And then after they make their 13th pick, but okay, now this is what we're willing to give you. Like, Maybe. just show them, like, look, you're not getting this pick. Make that pick. And they say, all right, we'll give you our second round pick. So, and, so, so I, re- you know, I really think the Jets own all the cards here. They, I don't see how they don't. Once Green Bay made it clear, he's gone. The problem is, who's their quarterback? Well, you come up with something, but. Packers can keep Rodgers on the roster all the way up until the season starts and cut him like one day before week one starts. And then the Jets would. They could, but then what's Green Bay get? Green Bay's not going to do that because then they get nothing for him. Zilch. Odd situation. Nothing. What a weird, weird thing. It's dumb because both teams were stupid enough to go out to the press and say, yeah, we definitely don't want this guy here anymore. The other one say, yeah, he's definitely coming here. Once you do that. Now it makes the whole thing a lot more complicated. They should right. all just kept it behind closed doors. Just let some rumors go out instead of instead of when you air your business, it makes things a lot more complicated. It was we dumb on both their parts. I agree. One move that uh, I sort of slipped under the radar for me, at least I missed it. That you know I kind of like. It's not a huge deal, but Hayden Hurst signed tight end. Hayden Hurst left Cincinnati and signed with Carolina. And if you're Carolina, we just talked about how they have very little weapons to throw to. And Hayden Hurst, he didn't live up to his first-round billing. Yeah, I think he's one of the most overrated guys in the league, to tell you the truth. He, well, I don't know about that. I mean, as far as receiving tight ends go, he's a top 15 guy, I think. Well, Which, well, if you're Carolina, you need it. Six through 15, they are all the same guy. That's, that's right. It's true. So that's not exactly – a. If you told me things top five, I'll buy that, even though he's not. But to say a guy's 11 through or six through 15, you're all doing the same thing. You're averaging 3.5 fantasy points. That's fair. Well, right. Fantasy wise. Um, it's going to depend on the quarterback, too. Maybe Stroud comes in here and he loves his, his new tight end. I don't know what receivers he's throwing to. Yeah. Uh, I, well, a situation that I thought was also interesting is Orlando Brown was the tackle for the Chiefs, and Juwan Taylor was the tackle for um, the Jaguars. Orlando Brown, in my opinion, is the better player. And the Chiefs 
rather than re-sign him, sign Jawan Taylor. And they signed Jawan Taylor for four years, 80 million bucks. So Orlando Brown goes to the Bengals and signs four years, 64 million bucks. Now we talked about, well, you know, this is 5 million less or seven. This is $16 million less. It makes me wonder if one of two things, either Kansas City, and you mentioned this off the air, they're just tired of Orlando Brown shenanigans, or if Orlando, they called Orlando Brown's bluff, they offered him this same contract four years for 80, and he goes, no, no, I'll get more than that out there, and then got out there. Kansas City didn't sit on their hands. They went and got their guy, and then Orlando Brown's like, uh-oh, I've made a huge mistake. People don't want me as much as I thought they did. Listen up, Lamar Jackson. And here I am with $16 million less than I could have had. Yeah. And the big thing with Taylor is Taylor's not a left left tackle. He's he was a right, right tackle. tackle yeah. If they're going to change it. And then there was, who was it the other day? There was talk of the Chiefs talking to somebody, some one of the badass left tackles in the league. I forget who it was. And then I'm like, well, I thought you just brought in Taylor to be your left tackle. Then you could keep him at right tackle and you'd have the best bookends in the freaking league um, um tackles well you, right they could um tackle is a pretty deep class though in the draft too and when they pick at 31 there there's they're gonna be there's gonna be at least one of the bigger guys i think there you know darnell Wright or yeah. you know anton harrison whoever so yeah taylor got four years 80 million what did um brown and brown was with? four years 64 64 million yeah it, it's uh I think it is. It's shenanigans. People are tired of whining. He whined when he was with the Ravens. He whines with the Chiefs. Uh, just sometimes it's best to let those people go and bring in a guy who pay a little more for a guy. Hopefully it works out. I mean, sometimes switching sides doesn't pan out, but in this case, I think it likely will. Uh, uh yeah, shenanigans. Not a, yeah, not a whole lot of free agents left. Obviously, it's you know it's been basically a week. Uh, but I tell you what, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, the safety for the Eagles, uh, is still out there. Really he hoping tweet. he comes back. Yeah, he he's tweet. not. The, the disrespect, disrespect is, is real. real. <laughs> yeah, he's just all the. I mean, think about it. How many guys have gone out and either gotten less money or turned around and went back to the team they came from? And I'm, you know, he's a great player. So hopefully that happens. Yeah, uh, in Philly. How about Dalton Schultz? I haven't heard a word about him except for the Chargers are interested, which would be awesome. Give him Justin Herbert. I'd love that. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, and again, this is sort of the running back thing where the draft is deep. There, there are four tight ends that might go in the first round. Yeah. Uh, this year in the draft. And so it's tough to be a tight end, um, this year. But, uh, and then Zeke, Zeke's out there as well. DJ Chark might be the best receiver that's left. Adam Thielen. I don't know. Nothing exciting. I think, I mean, I think receiver wise, maybe overall wise, the biggest name left is OBJ. Uh yeah, maybe the dude wants fifteen to twenty million bucks. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, as far as a name and as far as teams interested, he's I think the biggest guy that still has the most left in the tank and could actually make a difference for a team. Adam Thielen is not going to go in. He's not Adam Thielen from 2018. Those days are over. These other guys, uh, Julio Jones is out there. You know, they're just they aren't what they were. Leonard Fournette's so out there. Kareem Hunt's still out there. Well, JD I don't think Fournette's out there. What's that? Uh, uh, Fournette. Was, is he a free agent, or do they have to release him still? Yeah, they cut him. They released him. They, okay. And then who else were you saying? 
Kareem Hunt's there. J.D. McKissick for yeah. a team that wants a third down guy. I forgot um, about Hunt, man. So there's there's a, I mean McKinnon is not signed with anybody yet. The guy a lot just of running backs. Yeah, a lot of running backs, and I we said that going he, in this year tied. Then I read somewhere he his reception touchdowns tied for the most in NFL history for a running back in a season, possibly. And it was I mean the last like the, like the fifties, the last six or seven games of the season he had like eight, yeah, something ridiculous. Devin Singletary still out there. Damian yep. Harris for teams looking for somebody to bruise some people. There's a and, lot of solid guys. And uh, that's what Buffalo Buffalo came out and said they need a big bruising back. They did, I yeah. mean, yeah, I, I read that yesterday. Yeah, Damian uh, Harris could Damian Harris could hitchhike from New England to Buffalo. Just get just get him on a. There you go. Get set him a Uber. Get him in back. There's still a lot of guys that'll go around. Prince Harry's still out there. I don't think Matt Ryan will go anywhere. I think he's done. And, and we yeah, mentioned before so. the show, as of four o'clock yesterday, TB twelve. He's a, he's oh, he's an official free agent. If he wanted to sign somewhere, he can anywhere. Hey, what if that's why Jimmy G hasn't put pen to paper yet? Uh, well, what if that, Josh I McDaniels? said that for the show, and you scoffed at me? You said Brady to Vegas, and that's yes, why I said. Maybe the, the, or you said, well, they can't lose him. What are they going to do? They'll have nothing. I was like, well, I don't know. As of yesterday, a certain somebody became a, a free agent, Mr. Tom Brady. I, and I even said there's not been any talks about it. Dude, why are you stealing my thunder? I obviously wasn't paying attention to you, but oh, I, I will certainly give you credit. If, you if are. I, if I miss something, work. I will certainly give you credit for that. You are a piece of work. That's why you love yeah, me. There, there's still some really. I wouldn't say super high-level guys, but there's a lot of middle-of-the-road guys here right. that are going to fill out teams maybe before the draft. Maybe teams are going to wait to look at them after the draft and see what see where their needs are. But they're, they're still still a Man. good amount of decent players. I just – that Kareem Hunt, maybe I'm overvaluing Kareem Hunt, but I can't I believe he's he been so misused the last two years now in Cleveland yeah. that teams have sort of written him off. Maybe. I mean, anything he, else for you, sir? No, I think I'm good. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of receivers though that are yeah. those guys that you need to have that they're going to wide receiver twos or threes, yeah, or slot threes guys. that are going to score like four touchdowns, get 400 yards that aren't superstars, but and you're like even like a guy like Richie James, he had a couple really solid games last year. He's a big special teams dude. Miko Hardman still hasn't signed anywhere. I saw last week, yeah, but all these teams, so many teams are interested because they want that speed guy. You know, Mac Hollins. If you're Carolina, do you call OBJ? I mean, I, I know I know that I heard that they might be interested in Adam Thielen, but and I mean, DJ what's your wide receiver? DJ Chark's right. rumored to go there now. So what's your wide receiver room look like? OBJ, Adam Thielen, and Terrace Marshall? I mean, ugh. It's just, it's, it's awful. Like I said, top to bottom, it's the worst overall roster in the league. So, I mean, I, I, I just don't. I don't even know what to say. It, it mind-boggling decisions there. That if if they work out, they're going to look like geniuses. But I give it about a ten percent chance of that whole this whole scheme panning out for them. We're going to see what kind of coach Frank Reich getting is. draft picks. 
Uh, like, look what look what Jacksonville did. Yeah, they had a couple crappy years, so they had some number ones, but they also did some things to get all these extra draft picks and built from that. These guys suck, and they throw away all their draft picks. Like, so all this stuff that. you've earned by sucking, you throw away for one person that you don't even know if they're going to amount to anything. So, Doug Peterson made a big change in uh, in Jacksonville, and we'll see we'll see what Frank Reich's made of. Yeah, but they have weapons there. They have players. Carolina has nothing. You could put Tom Brady on that team. What? What's he go? Who's he throwing to? I got. I mean, honestly, I I, I rarely don't have anything for you. And their you're defense right, isn't horrible, but it's it's middle middle of the road at best. It's young though. They're young. I think they're going to be even better this year than they were last year. Well, they J.C. Horn because they're going to score and... about ten points a game. <laughs> no, they got your boy Miles Sanders, man. They'll be all right. I love Miles Sanders, but man, if I was going to pick a team to him to go to, it would not be Carolina. Yeah, with eight guys in the box all the time, him getting hit in the backfield. <laughs> okay, sliding, I got buddy. one more thing, though. Okay, it's day one. Again, your house is on the line. Derrick Henry, Titans or the field? I'm sticking with the Titans. Okay, because I don't think it with how how many free agent running backs you just listed, plus how deep the draft is this year, I the Titans are going to want the moon for Derrick Henry, yeah. and I don't think anyone's going to give it up. If it now, was, if the Titans are willing to take a third round pick for Derrick Henry, then yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'd say if it was three years ago, I'd say, and they were shopping him, I'd say field. Oh yeah, but oh, I think sure. now teams are not going to give up what Jacksonville would want for him three years ago. Jacksonville is still going to want, or not Jacksonville, Tennessee is still going to want, this is Derrick Henry after all. Well, it's not three years ago. He's still a beast, but he's not what he was. And right, the compensation, they're just not going to accept what people are going to want to offer him. It's the Aaron Rodgers deal, right? Where you, it's a one-year, maybe two-year rental. Because Derrick Henry, he's not going to run forever. He's already, what is he, 29, 30? Think he'll be thirty when the season starts. He he right. he's, he's slowed. He's still a monster, but yeah, he's his yards per carry is going down. His um expected it's run, a, you know, how many teams, down. How many teams are going to continue giving him? How many games has he has he rolled into halftime with twelve carries for twenty three yards? But then he finishes the game with twenty five carries for one hundred and sixty yards. Yeah. How many teams have an offense built? to just keep blindly giving the ball to the running back two, three yards at a time until he inevitably inevitably breaks a few um, big ones. But There's only one I, place I, I'd love to see him go. One, Buffalo. If I was Buffalo, I wouldn't give up the farm for him. Obviously, I wouldn't get crazy, but I'd maybe give up a, a little higher pick, like instead of a third, maybe a second, or maybe two-thirds, something. Because I could see him just crush, especially when it gets cold. And then fourth, make it so Josh Allen doesn't have to be your lead runner uh, late in games. I'm not saying that he'd be the savior, but it could be another one of those things, like a little piece, a one-year, two-year rental to maybe – because their window's running out here. So they're going to have to make some kind of changes up there to to get to the Super Bowl. They're not going to give him the carries he needs to get going. No, probably not. But it would be nice to make it so that Josh Allen doesn't have to have 17 carries a game. I agree. That's what Deontay Foreman's for. That's what that they should have got him. That's what Damian Harris, who's still out there, right? Yeah, and they might. Uh, they said that would be a great place for him. Yeah. 
All right, sir. I think that does it. Happy St. Patty's Day to everybody. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Check us out, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. Get your bell rung, football podcast. We'll see you in a week. Drink some green beer, people.